Game in just a moment, but first, this message. A tough salad tastes best spiced with pepper. A stuffed pepper is delicious when spiced with your favorite condiment. But a Ted Pepper is the spiciest of all because it's so heavily seasoned with new 1968 Chrysler, Plymouth, and Imperial. People in Rensselaer County will find it easier than ever to digest a deal from pepperality. Save now, buy now, beat the sales tax, and beat the price increase on the new 69 cars, which will be increased from 7 to 10% higher. You'll still get the five-year, 5,000-mile warranty, too, if you buy your new 68 now from Ted Pepper. No matter where you live, the home of pepperality is close to your home. Just a few minutes from any major city in the Capital District. A short drive off the Northway, exit 5. See Ted Pepper, your Chrysler Plymouth Imperial dealer. He's on Route 9 in Latham, one mile south of the Circle. See Ted Pepper for a real spicy deal on a new 68. Jim Cott will be pitching to Dick Hauser, who's playing second base tonight, Tommy Crest at shortstop, Mickey Mantle at first base, and right now it's Claus for station identification. Hi, this is Jerry Ducey. Join me for my telephone talk show weeknights here at 810 on your dial, WGY Connection. First pitch of the ball game. The Dick Hauser is in there at strike one, and the ball game is underway. Yankees and Minnesota have split the first two. Glenn's got the first one, one to nothing. The Yankees won last night, five nothing. Jim Scott ready. The next one on the way to Hauser. Fouled off just to our right in front of us here. Strike two. Ball game just getting underway. No balls and two strikes to Dick Hauser. He's playing second base tonight in place of Boris Spark. Spark has a slight strained muscle in his leg and is out of action. Hauser comes into the ball game batting 151. One double, two RBIs, no triples or homers. Shot again to Hauser. The sinker is low. One ball, two strikes. Defensively for Minnesota, Zimmerman is behind the plate. Rich Reese at first, Rod Carew at second, Ron Clark at short, Rich Rollins at third. Here's the one-two delivery now by Cott to Hauser on the ground to Clark at short. Ron Clark to flip to Rich Reese, one away. In the outfield for Minnesota, Bob Allison in left. Ted Ulander in center, and Caesar Tovar playing right field in place of the ailing Tony Oliva. Oliva in the hospital has a slight intestinal virus and is out of action this evening. Here's Tommy Tresh batting second, stepping in, hitting from the right side. Mantle to follow, White batting cleanup, playing center field. Pepitone is out with a slight fever, running about 100 degrees. Cot to Tresh. Sinker is low. Ball one. Costco's in right for the Yankees. Palavito in left. Fernandez behind the plate. Cox at third, downing the pitcher. That's the batting lineup for the Yankees. Tommy Trash out in front of a changeup. His helmet comes off. One and one. Fred Talbot is warming up in the bullpen. Al Downing scheduled to start. We'll have to wait and see. Trash going after a changeup, swings and misses. One ball and two strikes. It could be with the uh, possibility that Downing may not be 100% that manager Ralph House is having Talbot warm up just in case Downing can't go. 
Here's the one-two pitch to Tommy. It's outside. Two balls and two strikes. Defense straight away, except for the outfield. It's shifted hard to the left. The infield, even up. Center fielder, Ted Ulander, in the gap in left center. Tresh takes low and outside at three and two. Tom Tresh, batting second, runs the count. Three balls, two strikes, one away. No score on the ball game. Jim Cott, the giant left-hander, fires. There's one on the ground, deep in the hole at short. Clark up with it, in the dirt, and Reese pulls it out to get Tresh. A fine play by both Clark and Rich Reese to retire Tommy Tresh. Two up and two down. And now here's Mickey Mantle. Tresh came into the ball game, batting at 196. He's 0 for 1 right now. Here's Mickey, a 227 hitter, 15 homers and 43 RBIs. Mantle from the right side. Mickey, who leads the club in home runs with 15, waiting. Scott delivers. Mickey swings and misses strike one. Mantle's next home run will tie Mel out for third in the all-time home run derby. He's got 533 right now. Mantle fouls this one back, strike two. I said Mel Ott. I meant Jimmy Fox. It will tie... Mickey Mantle with Jimmy Fox for third in the all-time home run derby. No balls and two strikes to Mickey. Two down, nobody on, top of the first. Jim Cott waiting, getting the sign from Zimmerman. Mantle at the plate, no balls, two strikes. Cott winds up, deals, and misses outside, one and two. Jim Cott has become what is known as a spot pitcher. Didn't have an outstanding year last season. Won 16 and lost 13. The one-two pitch, and Mantle hits it high in the air to the right side. Coming on is Tovar, going back is Carew. Tovar is there and makes the play. Three up and three down. And the score after a half inning of play, Yankees nothing, Minnesota coming to back. Next time you drive in at any Atlantic station for gasoline, you might drive out a winner of a new Camaro or a mink jacket or one of thousands of other prizes. It's all part of Atlantic's great new way to match for prizes and cash. It's called On The Go. And if you're not already playing, it's not too late to start. No purchase is necessary to play or to win. Except where prohibited by law, any licensed driver can pick up an on-the-go coupon each time he visits a participating Atlantic station. And every coupon gives you not one, but four ways to win. If only one side of your coupon matches the picture on another coupon, you're a winner. That's why on-the-go is different. With four ways to win, it multiplies the fun as it multiplies your chances to make a match. You can win big prizes or even cash up to $1,000. So play on the go. You might be the next big winner. Start collecting your on the go coupons today. This program is brought to you in cooperation with Sports Network and is authorized under rights granted by the New York Yankees solely for the entertainment of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game 
without the express consent of the New York Yankees is prohibited. Into the bottom of the first inning, Al Downing, who in his last out got his first win of the year. That was on August the 16th. He's been bothered by arm trouble all year. He was on the disabled list from May 18th to June 15th, just about a month. Then he was sent to Binghamton on July the 12th. He was one and four down there, but suddenly, near the end of his stay at Binghamton, his arms started to pick up. In his last out, he went up against the Oakland A's on August 16th. He went six in the third innings and got credit for a victory that was saved by Lindy McDaniel. The Yankees winning it two to one. So Al Downing, a big question mark for the Yankees, has been all year. Will go up against Cesar Tovar, Rich Reese, and Rod Carew. Downing, who had his best year ever last season, with a record of 14 and 10, has just not been able to put it together due to the arm injury. Downing, one and one this year, and no record against Minnesota in 68. Caesar Tovar, batting at 262, four home runs, 34 RBIs. Fast man, back from the right side, takes a strike. Tovar, just a little guy, but one to be reckoned with. He can hurt you in a lot of ways. Take strike two as Downing slips the slider on the inside corner. No balls and two strikes. Downing has a 5.21 earned run average. Sits only 19 innings this year. The two-strike delivery change up and Tovar throws his bat at it, just gets a piece of it. A foul that came back, and the bat went almost down to third base. George Case is retrieving it. Downing, 19 innings pitched this year as compared to last season when Al pitched a total of 202 innings. In fact, he has not pitched under 200 innings since 1963 when he spent only part of the year with the Yankees. There's a high pop. Fernandez has a shot at it. Throwing the mask away is under it and makes the play. Tovar is out of there. Popping up to Frank Fernandez. One away in the bottom of the first no score. And now here's Rich Reese. Reese getting his big chance to play when Harmon Killebrew tore that hamstring muscle in the All-Star game. Reese batting at 265. Three home runs, 19 RBIs. Left-hand batter. Fine defensive ball player. And he has turned it in with a bat. First pitch to Reese on the ground. A two-hopper to Hauser at second. Fires over to Mickey, and we have two down in a hurry. Incidentally, there's been an official ruling from Cal Hubbard, who is the chief of the American League umpires, concerning bats. No bats may be tampered with up to 18 inches from the handle which means you can put pine tar and rosin and all that sticky stuff on there. But after 18 inches, you may not touch the bat in any way whatsoever. And this has just come out. It's an official ruling that was precipitated by the Bobby Cox circumstance. That occurred on Monday night. Rod Carew, the American League leading hitter, steps in there. Carew batting at 301. And he is three ten-thousandths of a percentage point ahead of his teammate, Tony Oliva. Foul back on the screen by Carew. Strike two. Oliva is 3 0 Carew, 
is 3-0-1-2. That's how tight they are, and Oliva not playing tonight. So Carew has a chance, if he gets some hits to go ahead, or if he doesn't get any hits, to fall behind. Carew takes high from Downing, one ball, two strikes. And Al Downing pitching much more positively tonight than he did in his first out in Oakland. He's very halting and hesitant. Tonight he seems more assured of himself. Ready again. Here's the one-two pitch. Curveball fouled back. Count holds one ball, two strikes, two outs. No score last half of the first inning. Yankees and Minnesota. Johnny Gorrell coaching at first base. George Case at third. On deck, Bob Allison. Downing, who's three and seven lifetime against the Twins, goes into the lineup and fires, and Carew fouls another one back. Neither pitcher, Downing for the Yankees, nor Cott for the Twins, has a winning record against their opponents. Downing, as we just mentioned, is three and seven against Minnesota, and Cott is eight and thirteen lifetime against the Yankees. Jim is 0 and 1 this year against New York. Downing with a sign from his catcher, Fernandez. Ready again. Here it is. The curveball of Mrs. Lowe. Two balls, two strikes. Temperature at game time was higher than we thought. It was 88 degrees. We reached a high of 95 today. The 2-2 pitch to Carew. Swung on a missed strike three. Rod Carew goes down swinging. It's three up and three down. And the score after one full inning of play, Yanks nothing, Minnesota nothing. Fans, meet my fine-feathered friend, the White Owl Girl. Hi, Joe. The last time I saw you was at the baseball awards dinner. Yes. All the VIPs in baseball were there. And so many of them are White Owl men. Oh, they just sent shivers all up and down my feathers, including you. Hmm. I saw you smoking a new White Owl night. Right. Love the new shape and the smooth, full flavor. And that adorable umpire who was sitting next to you. Did you know he's a diplomat, man? I've heard him call a lot of things, but never a diplomat. He's a white owl diplomat, man. Prefers the long, elegant shape. Great. He finally made a good decision. I wonder if a white owl could improve his vision, too. They just might. You know, you get a lot more from the White House than just no. Harry White is coming on now, and on the board, after Rod Carew had struck out, it's the Twins batting leaders, Tonio at 301, Carew and even 300. So Carew momentarily falls behind Oliva. Those are the only 200, two 300 hitters in the American League, and they both play on this ball club. Roy White takes a strike. Roy batting 275, 11 home runs, 40 RBI. From the right side, choking up a little, not too much. Jim Cott into the windup. Curveball swung on a miss, strike two. Yankee batters are jumping at that off-speed pitching. Roy White waiting, Cott delivers, fastball, sinker that misses low and away. One ball and two strikes. The pattern appears right now that Cott is throwing breaking stuff for strikes and showing them his fastball. Let's see if he comes back with a curveball. There's a one-two delivery. There's a fastball. A tie-in outside. Two and two. 
It looks as though the Minnesota Twins have passed the million mark tonight. They weren't far from it. They had 987, 283 before tonight. Roy White goes after a slider and strikes out. First strikeout for Cox. He's retired the first four Yankees in a row. We're in the top of the second inning. No score. And here's Andy Costco. Andy has been the man of the hour for the Yankees in the last four ball games, starting in Oakland. Red hot. Had one hit in each of his last four games. Batting right now, 234. On the ground of the shortstop, Ron Clark, who gobbles it up, flips it over to Reese. And that's the third out for Rich Reese. And the third assist for Ron Clark, the shortstop. Two up and two down. Top of the second, and here's Colavito. Colavito hitting 244. Rocky, whose great throws saved the game in California on Sunday afternoon. Went into extra innings, and the Yankees finally won it 7-5. Colavito choking up a little, waiting. It's caught, delivered a fastball, hit high and hard. Left side, and that ball drifting into the stands. Out of play. Rod Carew at second base, very deep, back on the grass. Clark is deep at short. Rollins the same at third. The outfield shading to the left and way back there. They make Calavito hit the ball through the infield. They're way back. Change up curve inside. One ball, one strike. Two outs. Nobody on. Whitey Ford coaching at first. Frank Crescetti at third. Yankees currently in sixth place. A record of 58-62. Here's Cott again. Calavito waiting. Pitch, curve in there. One ball, two strikes. The Yankees against Minnesota are 5-11. and 11. They won only one of the nine games played at Yankee Stadium, but they're 4-3 here in Bloomington. Wind is blowing to left, favoring the right-hand hitters. In fact, it's a strong wind, about 15 miles an hour, blowing toward the left field seat. The one-two pitch, hit in the air. Coming back is the catcher. Jerry Zimmerman near the railing. He's under it, and he's got it. Three up and three down, and Jim Cott has retired the Yankees in order through the first two innings. After an inning and a half, Yanks nothing, Minnesota nothing. Atlantic is giving away sporty new Camaros, luxurious mink jackets, plus thousands of other wonderful prizes, including color TV sets, Polaroid cameras, splendors, wristwatches, and up to $1,000 in cash. How do you get these wonderful prizes? You play Atlantic on the go. All you have to do is drive into any participating Atlantic station and ask for an on-the-go coupon. No purchase is necessary, and except where prohibited by law, any licensed driver can win. Each time you stop at a participating Atlantic station, pick up another coupon. It's as easy as that. Match them up until you find two coupons that make a complete picture, and you're a winner. Sound easy? Well, here's something to make it even easier. Each on-the-go coupon gives you not one, but four different ways to make a match. So start collecting coupons today. Fabulous prizes to be waiting for you at any participating Atlantic station. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 
getting a report out of Detroit about Dennis McLean, who really got bombed yesterday. He gave up nine runs. He was charged for only two of them. And it looks right now, this is problematical, though, but it looks as though Stottlemyre and Dennis McLean, McLean will be shooting for his 26. They'll both be going at it on Saturday. Now, those are the probable. That's not certain. It looks that way right now. Bob Allison stepping in, facing Al Downing. And the first pitch, Allison is in there for strike one. Allison hitting 243, 14 home runs, 38 RBIs, batting cleanup. Holds the bat right on the end, a big guy. Pitch one, deep to center field, way back there. Roy White going back and then coming in, makes the play. That ball looked like it might be back there far enough. But that wind, which is blowing to the left, the ball has hit the center, appeared to hold it up just a little bit. So Allison is out on a long fly to center. One away, no score in the ball game. We're in the bottom of the second. And here's Rich Rollins. Rollins hitting 233 with four homers, 18 RBIs. Has been up only 133 times. Al Downing moving the game right along. Going at the hitters. Unlike his actions out in Oakland where he seems somewhat on the timid side. He is really forcing it tonight. Fastball misses outside. Ball one. Rich Rollins. Pretty solid performer. Batting from the right side. Wears glasses. Waiting as Downing delivers again. And this one misses outside. 2-0. Al Downing, and I, don't, I, I really hesitate to say this, but he's afflicted by a mild form of a sleeping sickness. He falls asleep almost at will, or any time he's uh, just sitting around. And there's a technical name for it. It's not serious. Fastball is in there to Rollins. Two balls and one strike. But people have been kidding uh, Al for years about his ability to just uh, doze off. And he spent an entire day at Mayo Clinic, and they told him exactly what was wrong for him. So he'll be taking pills to correct that. Rollins to Hopper to Tresher Short. Tommy has it, fires to Mickey. Two up and two down. That'll bring up Ted Ulander, the center fielder. Ulander batting 277, seven home runs and 51 RBI. In the American League, Cleveland leads Boston eight to one in the sixth. Chicago and Detroit are all tied at one apiece in the fifth. Baltimore, California, Washington at Oakland later starts. Right here, no score, bottom of the second. Two down, nobody on. Ulander waiting and takes outside for ball one. Giants slaughtered the Mets this afternoon, 13-3. Cubs beat the Braves, the doubleheader, 5-4 and 13-5. Ulander takes low, two balls and no strikes. In the fourth inning, Houston leading the Dodgers, 2-1. In the fifth inning, it's the Pirates, 5, Cincinnati, 1. And in the seventh, Cardinals leading the Phillies 4-3. That's the lineup as we have it right now on the scoreboard. A uh, ball hits to Dick Hauser and he boots it. It appeared to be an easy ground ball and somewhere along the line, Hauser let the ball hit him on his throwing hand, his right hand, about the wrist. Ball didn't appear to take a bad hop. It just looked as though Dick missed it, and he's being charged with an error, a two-out error, as Ted Ulander is on a first base. Ulander with 15 stolen bases can go. Here's Ron Clark, the shortstop. Clark batting at even 200. 
One home run, 11 RBIs. Batting from the right side against the left-handed Downing. The pitch. Popped up right side. Mantle in foul territory. Getting under it easily. Waiting, and he's got it. For the Minnesota Twins, in the bottom of the second, no runs, no hits, one Yankee error, one man left, and the score after two full innings of play, Yankees nothing, Minnesota nothing. Tracy Gardner? That's right, go ahead. Barry Newman calling. Well, Tracy, I understand that you're the captain of a fishing vessel. Exactly where are you now? I'm about four miles off of Fort Lauderdale. Now, what kind of fish do you catch down there? Oh, we go to real variety. We catch dolphins, uh, barracudas, uh, we catch a few sharks. Turn anything you want, go ahead. Tracy, you drink Sanker coffee, right? Yes, go ahead. Well, how does it taste? Good. I, I like it very much. Go ahead. Well, Tracy, listen, if I ever get down to Fort Lauderdale, you're going to have to take me out there on your boat. If you come down, I'll, I'll be glad to take you fishing. I'll also feed you some Sanker coffee. Okay, Trace. Thanks very, very much, and it was really great talking to you. Roger, uh, line, line operator, the Alpano 2 wg 7079 I'm through operator, and thank you. Sanka, it's got the taste Tracy Gardner likes. Today's taste of Sanka coffee, rich enough for any man. And it's still 97% caffeine-free. Instant, ground, and freeze-dried. Sanka, don't let the name fool you. Friday night on that Kleinider, And tomorrow night, the final game between these two clubs, it'll be tomorrow afternoon, rather, it'll be Peterson against Merritt. Left-hander Jim Cott pitching to Fernandez, and the first one is low, ball one. White Sox now leading Detroit 2-1 to one in the sixth. We're in the top of the third here at Minnesota, no score as Cott goes into the windup. Fernandez waiting, and he takes strike one. One ball, one strike. Frank Fernandez batting 133. Four home runs, 19 RBIs, has only 12 base hits, but 10 of them are extra bases. The 1-1 pitch, and Fernandez takes strike two. Frank, in his 12 base hits, has five doubles, a triple, and four home runs. A remarkable feat. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Fernandez waiting. Check swing pop-up coming back on the screen. Now remains one ball and two strikes. The Yankees currently in sixth place, 19 behind the Detroit Tigers, and two and a half behind the fifth place Oakland A's, who are 16 and a half back. The one-two pitch to Fernandez, inside, two and two. These games are big ones for the Yankees against the Twins because Minnesota is only a game and a half behind New York in seventh place. Jim Cott, the 2-2 delivery. Fernandez fouls it back. Count holds, two balls, two strikes. This next uh, big five days at home, eight games in five days, three doubleheaders could tell a lot as to just exactly where the Yankees will finish. Going to be a strain on the pitching staff. 2-2 pitch coming up. Fernandez pops it up behind the plate again, coming back on the screen and out of play. Dribbling, ground ball to the third baseman, Rich Rollins. Up with it. Fires Fernandez out, one away. 
right now, let's pause for station identification. This is Glenn Winston. I'll see you twice a day at 7 and at 1. Here on WGY 10 on your dials connected. Cox is coming on with one out, nobody on, no score, third inning. Cox hitting at 231, waiting as Cox delivers. There's a drive to the second baseman, Carew. And Bobby Cox, as he hit the ball, slipped and fell at the plate, and when he looked up, he was out. He hadn't even left home plate. Well hit ball. On the line to Rod Carew. Two up and two down, here's Al Downing. And Jim Cott has erased the Yankees very rapidly. He's retired the first eight men in a row. Downing is one for four. From the right side, he takes the fastball on the corner. One strike to count to Al. No score in the ballgame. Only one base runner. That was Ted Ulander on the error by Dick Hauser. The one strike delivery is in there. Strike two. These are the first two fastballs that Cott has thrown in a row over the plate for strikes. The two-strike delivery. Another fastball, he strikes him out. Three up and three down. And for the third successive inning, the Yankees are out of there in order. Nothing across the score after two and a half. Yankees nothing, Minnesota nothing. When you play Atlantics on the goal, you play to win. And the prizes you can win are fabulous. Prizes like a new Camaro, a color TV, a mink jacket, and thousands more. But On The Go has something else going for it besides big prizes. On The Go is four times as exciting as other big prize awards because On The Go gives you four ways to win. Each On The Go coupon has four sides. Each side has part of a different picture. Match any one of these four sides to another On The Go coupon for a complete picture and you're a winner. Lots of prizes, lots of cash. In fact, you can win up to $1,000. It's easy to play. No purchase is required to qualify, just your driver's license. Except where prohibited by law, you can stop at any participating Atlantic station as often as you like to pick up another on-the-go coupon. Ball game. The Twins will send to the plate Jerry Zimmerman, Jim Cott, and Caesar Tovar. The eighth, ninth hitters, and the leadoff man. Jerry Zimmerman batting only 111. And Zimmerman has hardly been on this ball club this year. He's been with them all season, but he's been up to the plate only 36 times. Talk about inner frustration. You don't know what it is until it's happened to you. Zimmerman, a ground ball. Downing has it, a one-hopper. Over to Mantle, one away. Can you imagine sitting on the bench for four and a half months and going up to the plate 37 times? You've got to be a dedicated man. Here's Jim Cott now. Cott, a pretty good hitter. This year, eight for 56, two doubles, four RBIs, batting at 143. Chokes up in the bat. He's a big guy. Downing into the windup. Delivers, and it's high. Ball one. Todd is a kind of a guy who takes batting practice with the regulars because they'll be using him every now and then as a pinch hitter. The 1-0 pitch to Cott. 
Stakes high for two balls and no strikes. Jim Cott, born in Zeeland, Michigan. Z-E-E-L-A-N-D. 6'4", 230 pounds. The 2-0 delivery, and Cott takes it strike one. Jim Cott lifetime has 123 wins and 105 losses. Nine and nine this year. The two-one pitch by Downing. Hit high to right field. Into that win. It's holding up there. Costco started back, comes in, and makes the play. Ball was fairly well hit, but into that win that's blowing hard to the left field seat. Anything from the center field flagpole to the right field line, hit in the air, almost stopped. The wind is blowing strong. The flag standing straight out. Blowing from the right field foul line into the left field seat. Right-hand hitter get a hold of one in the air. Pulling it. It'll go. Here's Caesar Tovar. Takes one high for ball one. Tovar fouled out to the catcher in the first inning. We're in the bottom of the third. No score in the game. No base hits by anybody. Only one base runner. Tovar takes strike one. One ball and one strike. Ted Ulander was safe on an error by Dick Hauser. That's been the only base runner of the ball game thus far. Al Downing ready. The 1-1 pitch to Tovar. Drilled hard to left. Just foul. Nice play by the ball boy sitting down the line and left. Although Calavito is well over there. Roy White is playing a moderately deep center field. Costco a shallow right field. The infield and the outfield straight away for Tovar. He'll hit the ball in all directions. Got 19 stolen bases. Chokes up in the bat. Leans over the plate. The one-two pitch on the way by Downing. And it's a foul. Wait a minute. It hit him, rather. It hits the batter. For a minute, it looked as though it hit the bat. But apparently, it hit Tovar and came back. Hit his elbow. And he's on. Hit by a pitch ball. I thought it hit the bat. So Tovar is awarded first base, being hit by a ball on the elbow. Had to turn around to see if Bill Kane was with us. He had a little attack of hay fever, and he just about left the booth. Each time he sneezed, he moved back a couple of inches. And the last one would have sent him out the door. <laughs> Tovar, who can run, is on at first, and the batter is Reese, a one-hopper to Mantle, touches first, his side is retired. Rich Reese, in two plate appearances, has swung at the first ball. For the Twins, no run, no hits, no Yankee errors, one man left, and the score after three full innings of play, Yanks nothing, Minnesota nothing. Let's look at the scoreboard. Cleveland came up with eight runs in the fifth inning, and they lead Boston 8-1 to one with the Indians batting on the bottom of the seventh. Simone had a home run on the fifth for Cleveland. Baltimore, California, a later start. Detroit and Chicago, it's the White Sox 2 and the Tigers 1. Detroit batting in the bottom of the sixth. McNerney hit a home run to break the tie in the fifth inning with the White Sox. And those are the only games scheduled. I earlier said that Baltimore was at California. And that Washington was at Oakland, but apparently that uh, sign on the board does not read true because those are the only games scheduled. Washington and Oakland are not playing. In the National League, Houston 2, LA 1, bottom of the fourth inning. 
Pittsburgh six, Cincinnati one, bottom of the fifth. Cubs beat the Braves a doubleheader, five to four and 13 to five. Cardinals five, Philadelphia three, playing the bottom of the seventh. And the Giants swamped the Mets this afternoon, 13 to three. Willie Mays hit his 580th lifetime, his 16th of the year. Into the fourth inning, Dick Hauser facing Jim Cott. No score in the ballgame. The first pitch is in there, strike one. Hauser bounced to short on the first inning. Hits one high in the air in the infield. Coming in is Rod Carew getting under it. He's got it. And that's ten men in a row for Jim Cott. Incidentally, on Friday, that Twinite doubleheader, the second game only will be televised starting at 8 o'clock. It's a Twinite doubleheader. The first game starts at 5, but only the second game will be televised. Here's Tommy Tresh, who bounced the short on the first. No score, and there was a flip pitch that got away from Cott. Way outside, ball one. If you want to see all the action of that doubleheader between Detroit and the Yankees, come to the stadium. That's the place to do it. The 1-0 pitch, and Tresh takes high. Two balls, no strikes. Tommy Tresh came out from under his helmet a couple of times in that first at-bat on those change-ups. Here's the 2-0 delivery. Fastball, he slipped it inside and missed. 3-0. No score, fourth inning. No base hits by either team. Yankees 7-2 and two on this road trip. Red-hot ball club. The 3-0 delivery. Tresh takes one in there. Three balls and a strike. Yankees with that phenomenal record. At home, they're 26 and 35, but on the road, 32 and 27. The 3-1 delivery is swung on a miss by Tommy. It's a full count. He went after a low sinker. A full count, one out, nobody on. Fresh at the plate, Mantle on deck. Jim Cott, the big left-hander. Payoff pitch on the way. Hit hard to right field. It could be down the line, and it's slicing foul. Tommy Tresh missed by about 10 feet. Slicing one down the right field line. Tovar was well over into the gap in right center. He wouldn't have got to it had the ball been fair. pitch coming up now to Tommy Tresh. Cott delivers and Tresh swings and misses strike three. Tommy going after a fastball. Third strikeout for Cott and that's 11 in a row for the big man. Mickey Mantle who flied to right field in the first inning. Two out, nobody on, no score. Top of the fourth. Nothing but zips in this one so far. Cott delivers low to Mickey. Ball one. Two men have been on for the Twins. One on an error. Ulander by Hauser. And then Tobar was hit by a pitch ball. And that's been it. Jim Cott ready again. Delivers and Mickey takes a strike. One and one. Cott has a slow, easy windup and then unloads in a hurry at the last moment. 
as part of his deception. Used to be strictly a power pitcher. And then he started to come up with those off-speed pitches. Hurt his arm severely. And it looked as though he might lose the entire season. Have to have it operated on, but came back. The 1-1 pitch. Mickey fouls it off just over our head. One ball, two strikes. Jim Scott is a lucky guy. He tore a muscle in his left forearm the day before the season ended last year. That was when the Twins and the Red Sox were battling for the flag. Looked like he might be finished for a while. Mantle takes a fastball outside, two and two. This spring, there was a lot of talk with Scott about going to the hospital, having that arm taken care of, but he waited it out and it came around. Scott is ready now. It's two and two on Mantle. The big left-hander fires a curveball on the ground now to Ron Clark at short. He's up with it, and through the first four innings, Jim Cott has pitched perfect baseball. Three up and three down. The score after four full innings of play, or after three and a half, rather, I should say, it's the Yankees nothing, Minnesota nothing. See, here's someone who knows baseball inside and out, the White Owl girl. Let me ask you. Who's going to be the next Hall of Famer? Personally, I think it will be that pitcher who smokes white owls. He has so much going for him. And then there's that other player, the catcher, the invincible man. He's always smoking one. Yeah, I really like that catcher, invincible man. But who's going to walk off with the most valuable player award this year? I'd vote for that outfielder. I forget his name, but you'd know him. He's a big Ranger fan. Why do you pick these ball players as stand-ups? Because they have such good taste. Anyone who smokes a white owl has. It's the way white owl ages the tobacco, mellows it to bring out that mild taste. One more thing. Do you have any advice for a budding ball player who wants to make it to the big leagues? I tell them to try white owl. Find out why you get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. In the bottom of the fourth inning, Rod Carew, Bob Allison, and Rich Rollins coming on against Al Downing, who has been superb tonight. Been a lot of concern about the left-hander for the Yanks. Started so slowly in Oakland. We mentioned before, through the first three innings, pitched rather timidly, then picked up a little and left in the seventh. But tonight, he has just moved right along, unafraid, that same confidence that he had when he was having that big year last season. Rod Carew, who trails Oliva by a few percentage points in that batting crown. Bunch one. Could be trouble. Downing fires to Mickey. They got him on a close play. A beautiful bunch down the first baseline by Carew. And I'll tell you, Downing did all that he could do to make it. It was a hairline decision. A fine play by Downing. One away. That looked like the first base hit of the night. Downing brilliantly spinning as he caught the ball in one motion, unloading the mantle, just getting the speedy Rod Carew. One away, no score, bottom of the fourth. Here's Bob Allison, slide to center in the first. Takes inside, ball one. Jim Connors pitched perfect ball. Downing is not allowed to hit. Two base runners, one hit by a pitch ball, the other on by an error. Curve is low to Allison, two balls and no strikes. Bob Allison, 
who made the statement today that even if he was drafted by an expansion ball club, he'd stay in baseball. A lot of players, veteran players, are thinking about those things now. The 2-0 pitch is high. It's 3-0. You'll find many veteran ball players on these clubs in the American and National League will be up for grabs by the expansion teams. And many of these veterans have established themselves in the various towns where they play and won't want to move. And they're thinking about it. The 3-0 pitch by Downing, it's high ball four. Minnesota gets its third base runner. First walk given up by Downing. Rich Rollins will move in now with Bob Allison at first base. One out, last half of the fourth inning, no score on the game. Rollins will be one of those veteran ball players, I'm sure, that will not be protected. And that's just my assumption. No positive uh, rulings one way or the other. Rollins bounced to short in his first at-bat. But you'll find dozens of players last half of the fourth inning, no score on the game. Rollins will be one of those veteran ball players, I'm sure, that will not be protected. And that's just my assumption. No positive uh, rulings one way or the other. Rollins bounced to short in his first at-bat. But you'll find dozens of players like the Rich Rollins around both the American and the National. There's a drive to right field. Costco moving toward the line. On the run, makes the play. Well hit. And he got that ball about 10 feet from the foul line. The wind again, as we mentioned, blowing from that right field foul line to the left field stands, held that ball up in the air. Ted Ulander now, the first base runner in the game, was safe on an error by Dick Hauser. Still no base hits through the first three and two-thirds innings. Ulander, according to his manager, Cal Armour, is the most improved man on this ball club. Came into the game batting 277. There's a throw to first, and back easily is Bob Allison. Allison doesn't run too much, although he does have eight stolen bases. He's not considered a real running threat. Downing with a good move can pick you off. Set, pitch, delivers. There's a drive to left field. Going back is Calavito, drifting toward the foul line, makes the play. And the side is retired, and through the first four innings, zips and zeros all across the board. Nothing across for the Twins. After four full innings of play, it's the Yankees nothing, Minnesota nothing. I hesitate to bring up this point because you may find it hard to believe, but here goes anyway. For years, the folklore surrounding Saratoga Vichy has included a legend that it could help prevent the more severe mornings after. And now a university study indicates that it may be true after all. It's all tied in somehow with a natural alkalinity that gives Saratoga Vichy its unique taste. And I gather it is also to do with those extraordinary little bubbles that never seem to run out on you. Personally, I haven't read the study. That, I'm sure, would give me a hangover even Saratoga Vichy couldn't prevent. But at any rate, the old legend is true. And Saratoga Vichy is not only nature's cure for thirst, but for mornings after as well. Saratoga Vichy in the green bottle with the yellow label. That color scheme is the only upsetting thing about it.
Say, did you know that Yankee Stadium is a 45-year-old babysitter? Stop and think about that for a while. Think of all the youngsters who've been sitting out there watching baseball the past 45 years. Why don't you bring yours when the Yankees return to the stadium Friday night? Here's Roy White who struck out on the second. On the ground to the shortstop, Clark. He's up with it. Fires to Reese. And through the first four and a third innings, Jim Cott has been perfect. We've got something going here. Andy Costco, the batter, he bounced it short on the second. Cott has not allowed a Yankee runner to reach first base. Al Downing has not given up a base hit, although three men have been on. One on an error, one hit by a pitch ball, and another by a walk. But right now, the big guy, Jim Cott, pitching to Andy Costa, who was a batting hero last night, drove in three runs as the Yankees won 5-0, and Andy takes the fastball in there, strike one. Took it all away. Jim Cott, waiting as Andy Costco gets set. Costco, who has changed his batting stance a little bit to go after the ball a little more, rather than pulling away, is waiting. One strike, it's drilled to left center field, it drops for a base hit. The one strike pitch by Andy Costco is drilled over the shortstop pitch, and that's the first base hit of the ball game. Costco hits the ball right on the end of the bat. It was not hit well. But it dropped in there perfectly. And that's the first base hit of the night for either team. Now here's Calavito who fouled to the catcher in the second. Jim Cott giving up his first base hit. And that's the first base runner, Andy Costco, for the Yanks. Cott to Calavito, strike one. You know that Yankee paid attendance has averaged more than 18,000 per game that's on the road. More than any other club in the American League, including the league-leading Tigers. That's quite a uh, tribute to the Yankees' drawing power on the road. The one-strike pitch to Calavito. Swung on a miss, strike two. The Yankees, who have gone over the million mark on the road, currently at 1,042,750. And more tonight and tomorrow before they come home for the twilight of Friday against Detroit. Costco at first. Two strikes on the hitter, Calavito. One away, no score, top of the fifth. Jim Cott set, delivers, and there's a drive into center field. Waiting for it right there is the center fielder, Ted Ulander. He was playing Calavito perfectly. Was shading him into the gap a little bit in left center. The ball was well hit, but right into the waiting arms of Ted Ulander. Costco holds at first base, and here's Frank Fernandez, who bounced the third in the third. This ball game really moving along. Hardly a chance to catch your breath. Only one base hit, and Costco's got it. He's on at first as Fernandez takes the strike. White Sox leading Detroit 2-1 on the seventh. Cleveland over Boston, 8-1 in the eighth. Jim Cott sets, kicks, delivers, and Fernandez takes strike two. Orioles miss a golden opportunity to move up 
on Detroit when they lost to California last night, 7-2. They'll be playing them in a later start this evening on the West Coast. Shot to Fernandez on the end of the bat towards second. Carew has it easily. Flips to Reese. And that retires the side. Play going 4-3. For the Yankees, no runs. One base hit. That's the only base hit of the ball game by either side. No errors. One left. And the score after four and a half. Yankees nothing. Minnesota nothing. What makes Atlantic's on-the-go fun to play? Lots of exciting prizes and lots of excited winners. Exciting prizes, you bet. Listen, Chevrolet Camaros, color TV sets, Polaroid cameras, watches, radios, and up to $1,000 in cash. 10,000 excited winners so far, and the list is growing each day. Winners like Walter S. Evans of East Freedom, Pennsylvania, and Marie Wachowski of Middlesport, Pennsylvania. They won a new Camaro, and we have winners such as Douglas Palmer of Binghamton, New York, Nelson A. Barber of Willard, New York, Tom Cunningham of Painted Post, New York. So play on the go with Atlantic at any participating Atlantic station, except where prohibited by law, any licensed driver can play, and you don't have to buy a thing. Play on the go and join our winner's list. people that come to the ballpark if you like to sit in the sunshine there are two great places to do it at yankee stadium in the bleachers of course where you can really take a sun bath or along the third base side many people sit there just because they can get take advantage of the sun for a greater period of time during a ball game ron clark jerry zimmerman and jim cott will be going up against al downing we've got a scoreless ball game only one base hit in the ballgame. Andy Costco got it off cut in the top of the fifth. Downing, although he's allowed three base runners, has not given up a hit. Al Downing, one and one in 1968. No record against the Twins this year. 63 and 50 lifetime in the major leagues and three and seven against Minnesota lifetime. Downing, from all that we've seen tonight, and of course you have to wait on these things because pitchers have strange things happen to them, but from what we've seen this evening, looks to be 100%. Tomorrow, you never know. An arm can stiffen, elbows tighten, things happen. But tonight, Downing looks great. So does Jim Cott. Ron Clark, who fouled the first, is waiting. A right-hand batter, he takes inside, ball one. Clark has not hit the way manager Cal Irmer thought he would. Hits one hard this time, pulls it foul down the left field side. One ball and one strike. Clark came into the game batting an even 200. And that's not enough. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Clark. On the ground to Tresh it short. A nice big hop. Tommy has it. Sort of lazily tosses the ball to Mickey. One away. One up and one down here in the last of the fifth inning. A scoreless ball game. And Jerry Zimmerman, the catcher, stepping in. Zimmerman hit a one-hopper back to Downing. That was in the third inning. And that was one of the harder balls hit off Downing. Al stuck out his glove to get it. The first pitch to Zimmerman is high and tight, ball one. 
Downing again to Zimmerman. It's high. Two balls, no strikes. No score. Last half of the fifth inning. One base hit. Andy Costco's got it. The only base hit of the ball game. Downing ready again. Here's the 2-0 delivery. This one is high, too. It's 3-0. Downing walked Bob Allison in the fourth inning. The only walk that he gave up. But he is threatening now to walk Jerry Zimmerman here in the fifth. Al into the windup, delivers, and this one is right down the middle. Three balls, one strike. Downing getting the sign from Fernandez. The 3-1 pitch on the way to Zimmerman. It's on the ground to Cox the third. He backs up a little, plays it on the side, flips to Mickey, and it's two down. That was a tougher chance than it appeared. Bobby Cox had one of those balls that started to pick up speed with each hop. He had to catch it on the side and back up to make the play, then had a long throw to get Zimmerman. Two up and two down, and here's Jim Cox. We might mention, too, this infield is very hard. Balls go through there in a hurry. Cott fouls the first pitch back, strike one. Jim flied high and fairly deep to right field in the third inning. He's 0 for 1. Downing getting a sign from his catcher. Al ready, delivers, and Cott hits one on the ground towards second. Not too fast. Hauser easily makes the play and through the first five innings Minnesota fails to score and the Twins fail to get a base hit. It's three up and three down on the bottom of the fifth. After five full, Yanks nothing, Minnesota nothing. Girl, let me ask you something. What do you think about Major League Baseball? I think they should make every stadium twice as large. Then you could have twice as many people at every game. But just what's that going to do? So many fans here are smoking white owls. And if you had twice as many men here, why twice as many men would be enjoying white owls? Look around. Rangers, Invincible, New Yorkers. Why, they're all over. Just think. Twice as many men enjoying that slow-aged white owl tobacco. It's mellow to give that mild white owl taste. One more thing. Who do you think will be the big winner today? Any man who lights up a white owl. Because you'll discover something. You get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. I gotta hear that last line again. You get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. Mm. Well, we've got a dilly going. No score in the ball game. The Yankees have the only base hit. Andy Costco got it. And before we break away for a station break, let's bring in Phil Rizzuto. Phil? All right, Jerry, thank you. And now on Yankee Baseball, we pause for station identification. Join me, Harry Downey, weekdays 10 to 11.30 a.m. and 3 to 6 p.m. here on WGY 810 on your dial, Schenectady. Bobby Cox leading off here in the top of the six takes a strike. Bobby lined hard to second base in the third inning. Cindy, this is very strange. We've got two left-hand pitches tonight, both who have had sore arms most of the year, and they're both pitching beautiful games. Fly ball to shallow right. Tobar there takes it, and it's one away. Downing and Cut have had the arm misery. 
Downing more than caught. But Jim has had his share this year. And here's Downing, who the first time up took three straight strikes without taking the bat off his shoulder. Now, Al is not a bad hitting pitcher. He's only been up five times this year with one base hit. There's a strike. No score. Top of the sixth. One man out. Nobody on. Nice breeze starting to blow here now at Metropolitan Stadium. Cut pitch inside. One on one. Allison fairly deep in left, but Ulander and Tovar are shallow in center and right. Cut winds. The pitch is high ball two, two and one. Only one hit in the game. The Yankees have that, and Andy Costco starting to hit that ball again has it for the Yankees. The two-one pitch, swing and a foul tip, two and two. So Costco has been the only Yankee base runner in this game. Twins have had three. Ulander reached on an error. Tobar was hit with a pitch ball, and Allison walked. The 2-2 pitch, a bouncer right back to the box. Todd has it, wheels around, fires to Reese, and it's two out. Dick Hauser, the batter, and Dick taking his time getting up there to give Downing a little time to get on the bench and rest before he has to go out on the mound. First two games of this series were very, very fast games, but this one is even faster. The pitch to Hauser, strike one call. Dick almost was forced to take that pitch, no matter where it was. We said he's trying to give Downing a little breathing room. Cott's pitch is line to right center field. Tovar digging. They can't get it. It's in between. And Hauser rounds first and holds on as Tovar makes a fine defensive play and holds Hauser to a long single to right center field. Fine play and a fine throw by Cesar Tovar. That's the second hit in the ballgame. The Yankees have both of them. Here's Tresh who bounces short and struck out. Tommy's starting to swing a little too hard again. He's losing his hat, falling down on one knee. No score. Hauser leads away. The stretch by Cott. Throw to first base, but Hauser back easily. Whitey Ford coaching at first. Frank Crisetti back on the coaching lines at third. Two men out. Cott looks. Throw to first again. Hauser back easily. And once again, Cott stretches. The pitch is outside, ball one. Cott ready. Curve, foul back, and out of play. One one. Hauser is not taking a big lead at first, but Cut seems to really be worried about Dick over there.
and Cott stepped off the mound, throws to first, and again, Hauser just took one step and got back there. What's going on? All right, here's the 1-1 delivery. Swing, ground ball to short. Clark over to Carew for the fourth play, and that's all for the Yankees. No runs on a hit, no errors, and a man left. The score now at the end of five and a half innings, the Yankees nothing and the Twins nothing. Atlantic does more than keep your car on the go. Now, Atlantic may even give you the car free. They're giving away brand new Camaros plus other great prizes. Even cash up to $1,000. All you have to do for a chance to win these great prizes is play on the go. No purchase is necessary to win. Except where prohibited by law, any licensed driver can pick up an on-the-go coupon each time he visits a participating Atlantic station. And every coupon gives you not one, but four ways to win. If only one side of your coupon matches the picture on another coupon, you're a winner. That's why On The Go is different. With four ways to win, it multiplies the fun as it multiplies your chances to make a match. So what'll it be for you? A new Camaro, a colored TV, a mink jacket, or one of the thousands of other valuable prizes? Play On The Go and see at any participating Atlantic station. I tell you, when Tovar got hit, he didn't make too much of an effort to get out of the way. It almost looked like he stuck his arm out there to get hit. His left arm is actually over home plate when he's leaning forward waiting for the pitch, and he takes one high ball one. Fernandez argued with plate umpire Jim Odom that Tovar had not tried to get out of the way. But to no avail. Hard ground to the third. Cox has it off his chest. Throws to first in time for the out. Bobby Cox feel that one with his chest down. He asked him if he's all right, and Cox nods his head yes. But I'll bet you tonight after the game we walk in, we'll be able to see American League on the right side tattooed on Bobby Cox's chest. And that happens quite often when you're hit hard and solid with a baseball. Whatever side of the baseball hits you, that part is imprinted on your body. One out. Here is Rich Reese, takes the pitch outside, ball one. He's bounced to second and bounced to first. The 1-0 pitch, a ground ball, a second base, Hauser to his left, has it on the grass, throws to Mickey in time for the out. That's two fine fielding plays by the Yankees in this inning. Cox to third, Hauser at second. Dick was about five feet on the outfield grass when he caught that ball and had a throw-off balance. So it's two out, and here's Rod Carew. Nobody on. Carew takes a pitch outside, ball one. Mr. and Mrs. New Jersey just came in. Actually, it's Mrs. New Jersey, and Mr. New Jersey is the I mean, her husband is along with her. Downing gets the sign. 
His pitch is over. Strike two call. No score in the ball game. Curve a little bit low. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Downing's windup is pitch, bounced slowly to third. Cox will have to hurry. No, Tress has got to throw to first. Not in time. And there's the first hit of the ball game. And it's really a crime that it has to be a hit like that against Al Downing. Here with two out in the bottom of the sixth. Downing had a no hit of Bobby Cox going to his left. Started a reach for the ball, drew his glove back. Tommy Trek was fooled by Cox's motion, wasted that fraction of a second, and picked it up, fired to first, but it was not in time. And so Peru gets an infield single, the first hit for the Twins in the game. The Yankees have two. Here's Bob Allison, fly to center in the second, walked in the fourth. Peru leads the stretch by Downey. His curve bounce, foul outside of third, down the left field line, just missed. Going over the bag, I mean, that was close. Allison hit a bullet right on the foul line, but just before it got to the bag, it kicked foul. Remember, a ball rolling like that does not have to uh, land in fair territory once it bounces in front of third, as long as it goes over any part of the bag. And then, even if it hits in foul territory, it would be a fair ball. Throw to first, Peru is back. Downing set. His pitch is hit to left field. Calavito starts back, comes in now, and makes the catch. So that's all for the Twins, but they break up the possibilities of no hitter. No runs on a hit, no errors, one man left. The score now at the end of six full innings. The Yankees, nothing in the Twins, nothing. Casey Stengel is a very funny fellow. If you want to find out how funny, come on out to Yankee State. Pena for Cleveland with Romo coming on in the ninth. Simone homing in the fifth with one on. Baltimore at California, latest start. Chicago and Detroit are tied up 2-2 playing the eighth inning. Carlos started for Chicago. Locker in the sixth. Dobson in there all the way for Detroit. McNerney homing in the fifth for the White Sox. Stanley has just homing in the eighth to tie it up for Detroit. In the National League is Houston four and the Dodgers one and a five and a half. Keckick started, Osteen in the fifth. Wilson for Houston. Jim LaFever hit a homer. Pittsburgh six and Cincinnati one at the end of six. Blast against Richie. Clemente has had two homers and Clendenin has just homered in the seventh with two on. So the Pirates are leading nine to one. The Cubs took two from Atlanta, five to four in the first game. Jenkins, the winner, up short, the loser. Ernie Banks had two home runs. His 24th and 25th of the year, 467th lifetime. Second game, Cubs 13, Atlanta five. LeMay, the winner, Ken Johnson, the loser. Darren Johnson and Hank Aaron home it for Aaron, his 503rd lifetime, 22nd of the year. Billy Williams, Santo, and Phillips home it for the Cubs. We'll give you the other scores in just a moment. Mickey Mantle. Takes the strike on the outside corner. The Cardinals are leading the Phillies 8-3, playing the bottom of the ninth, Hughes against Falls. 
The Giants shellacked the Mets 13-3. Marichal winning his 23rd of the year. McGann drew the loser. And now the pitch to Mantle outside 1-1. Willie Mays at his 16th of the year and 580th lifetime homer. Hart Holman and Hyatt Holman for the Giants and Larry Stahl for the Mets. So that's the scoreboard. All right, Mantle 1-1 one one, swings and misses strike two. Mickey has flying to right and bounced to short. We have no score here in the top of the seventh. So Willie Mays keeps rolling along. 580 lifetime homers. The one-two delivery. Bounce to the third base. Rollins has it near the bag. Fires to Reese in time and Mantle is out of there. So it's one away in the top of the seventh and here's Roy White. Roy struck out in the second. Bounced to short in the fifth. White waiting for Mantle to get around and back of home plate and head back in the dugout. It's been a rough series for Mickey so far. He has yet to get his first base hit. This is the third game. All right, here's the pitch to White. Check swinging his low ball one. On deck, Andy Costco. Cut pitch is line to right field, but Tobar right there makes the catch, and it's two away. The batter now, Andy Costco, got the first hit of this ball game in the fifth inning with one out. A line single to left center field. In the second inning, Andy bounced to short. Andy likes to hit that first ball when it's near the plate. And of course, the word has gotten around the league that he's a first ball hitter, and they usually try to pull the string, curve him, throw him an off-speed pitch. Cott's pitch to Costco. He swings, bounces right back to the box. Cott wheels around, throws to first. That's all for the Yankees. Three up, three down. And at the end of six and a half innings, it's the Yankees nothing and the Twins nothing. Follow the one-way sign straight to the taste that was created for the cold, Pepsi-Cola. You get one-way convenience. No deposit, no return. Never any empty bottles to store. No waiting in line for refunds. And you get great Pepsi taste. Taste that goes straight to the heart of the thirst. Pick up Pepsi in one-way bottles. It's one great way to get convenience plus great taste. Taste that beats the other's cold. Taste that beats the summer's cold. Pepsi-Cola. when they came to bat for the lucky seventh inning stretch. And of course, here in the bottom of the seventh, naturally more Minnesota fans here, so more people stood up. 
Rich Rollins bounced to short and fly to right field. Al Downing on the mound. There's no score in this ball game. There's a high pop. Uh, Dick Hauser moves under on the edge of the infield grass. Takes it and it's one away. Twins have managed only one hit off Downing, and that a scratch infield hit by Rod Carew with two out in the sixth inning. Ken Ulander reached on an error in the second, flying to left in the fourth. We've been telling you about that big series coming up with the Yankees and the Tigers this weekend. There's the strike. On Friday, it'll be Big Earl Wilson against Stan Bonson and Joe Farmer against Joe Verbanek. That's the Twinite doublehead of Friday, August 23rd. Saturday, though, Denny McLean against Mel Stoudemire. What a battle that should be. There's a bouncer foul on the first baseline. Strike two. McLean, as you know, is 125 and lost four. Strikes on Ted Ulander. Downing's pitch outside, ball one. A final Cleveland beat the Red Sox eight to two. There's a bounce to the second base. Hauser has the big hop. Fires to Mantle in time and it's two away. So with two out, the batter Ron Clark. The shortstop popped to Mantle in the second inning, bounced to short in the fifth. Downing's pitch is swing and a miss by Clark, strike one. And here's tonight's attendance. 16,000. 330 and the Twins go over the million mark. There's a ground ball in the hole. Base hit the left field. So that's the first really clean hit by the Twins off Downing. Only their second hit in the ball game. The Yankees have two. Neither team has scored a run. And with two out here, Jerry Zimmerman hit to the box in the third. Bounce the third in the fifth. Cott and Downing have made pitching look very, very easy tonight. Downing has not thrown too many real fastballs. He's using a lot of breaking stuff and off-speed pitches. And you can hear the twin fans coming to life. Stretched by Downing. His pitch ground ball is short. Stretch has it, runs over, steps on second for the unassisted fourth play. No runs, a hit, no errors, and a man left. And now at the end of seven, it's the Yankees nothing and the Twins nothing. Tipperillo asked the American people what they thought of the world's first menthol cigar. New Tipperillo M with menthol. Now pardon me, Punchy. I'd like a great fighter's opinion. How do you think a menthol cigar sounds? A menthol cigar? Oh! I say, how do you think a menthol cigar sounds? Then we got wise and didn't mention our cigar was menthol. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, before before you go, would you like to try this new cigar? If it's free, buddy. Here, let me let me light it for you. You like it? Yeah, I like it. It's great. 
I like it. You you really like it? I told you I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Great, great cigar. cigar. It's cool. It's mild. Uh, what what'd you say it was called again? Well, I guess we'll have to call it the Great Taste. It sounds terrible. New Chipperillo M with menthol. Hey, buddy, were you in a fight? You look terrible. Rocky Colavito leads off. Rocky followed the catcher in the second line. Hard to Ulander in center field in the fifth. A nothing-nothing ball game in the top of the eighth. Jim Cott, Al Downing, both have been in there all the way. Colavito points the bat out at Cott. The pitch is a ball inside as Rocky just did hold up on his swing. Outfield deep on Colavito. Cuts curve, bounce foul outside of third. Grissetti backs up. He's got it, comes forward, looks at the ball, flips it to cut. Or nothing makes that crow happier than to catch a foul ball and flip it back to the pitcher. He's out there in the coaching box just like he's playing short. Hands on his knees, ready for the pitch. My right-hand batter is up. He's very deep in the coaching box. Here's the windup. The pitch is hit deep in the air to left center. Way back there. You land it back to the wall. Leaps it in there. A home run for Rocky Colorado. And the Yankees lead one to nothing. Rocky Colorado puts the Yankees on the scoreboard with a home run. And you land is the one that pulled it. They went over the 365-foot sign, but Ulander went to the wall as though he had a chance. Leap high, but it went back about 10 rows. There's a swing and a foul tip by Fernandez, who has bounced to third and bounced to second. For Calavito, his second home run of the year, his seventh run batted in. Now, that's a lot of baloney. That automatic measuring device here said it went 367 feet. Slow curve high and outside. The, where it went over is 365 feet. That's the sign. It went back about 10 rows, and you can't tell me that's only two feet. Now, impossible. There's a curve in there. One ball, two strikes. No, you'd have to be up in a helicopter and just let the ball drop to go just two feet over that screen. But Calavito puts the Yankees on the scoreboard. They lead one or nothing. Cott's pitch to Fernandez is low, and the count is even at two and two. Yankees leading one to nothing. Boy, what ball the Yankees have played on this road trip. Really, you fans should come out and watch them when they get home. There's a ball pulled foul in the left field seat. Still two and two. Ron Paranowski, the left-hander, is up in the bullpen for the Twins. That's only the third hit for the Yankees, but they lead one and nothing. Lined up by Cut. The pitch, swing and a miss, strike three. Four strikeouts now for Jim Cott. That's the first out here in the top of the eighth in the battle of Bobby Cox, who lined a second in the third, blind to right in the sixth. Ulander really decoyed me up here. Wind is starting to whip up now. That flag is blowing straight out towards left field. There's a line drive base hit in the alley and left center. 
Skunks will go around first. Whoa, and he puts the brakes on and comes back. The throw to first, and he's back just in time. A fine defensive play by Bob Allison. Cox is about halfway between first and second, suddenly put on the brakes and just got back to first. And the batter now, Al Downing, and the Twins will be looking for the sacrifice. The Yankees lead one and nothing. Cox at first with one out. Downing a good bunter. And they might cross him up and put the hit and run on here because the infielders will be charging in. Rollins starts to come in already. Here's the stretch by Cox. And Downing squares the bunt, takes it high. And boy, I tell you, you ought to see the way that infield opens up. Rollins comes in from third. Clark goes all the way over to second base. So there's a big hole between Rollins and uh, the shortstop Clark. Carew moves over to cover first and Reese comes in. The stretch. The pitch downing squares. Bunts it foul back on the screen. One and one. One ball, one strike, one out. Yankees one, twins nothing. We're in the top of the eighth. He fouls it off as he crosses him up and swings away back into the crowd. Talking about Rocky Colavito, he had three homers with the Dodgers this year and two with the Yankees gives him five and a lifetime record of 371 home runs, which places him 15th on the all-time home run list. This year he went ahead of Ralph Kiner and Gil Hodges with those five home runs. But this is about the biggest of the year for Rocky tonight. There's a ground ball, nice play by Cox, falls down, throws to second just in time to get Cox. A fine play by Jim Cox. He'll feel that hard hit ground ball as he turned around, he fell to his knees. From a kneeling position, he threw a one hop at a run clock to force Cox to second base. Fine play by Cott. Two outs. Downing is safe at first. The batter, Dick Hauser, who has bounced to short, popped to second, and lined a single to deep right center. Yankees lead one nothing on Colavito's home run. Pitch by Cott. Strike call. Yankees have four hits now with their one run. Twins have two. Pitch by Cott, a bouncer to the shortstop. Clock up with it. Fires to Reese in time for the out. For the Yankees, a run on two hits. No errors, one man left. At the end of seven and a half, it's the Yankees one and the Twins nothing. I'd like to speak to you about your mixers. Here you are, living in the area that Saratoga Vichy made famous, and some of you aren't even using it. It's not that it's so bad for the Vichy people. They'll sell all they can turn out anyway. I'm concerned about your reputation as a party giver, and your guests. Pity the poor things, sipping wan, wishy-washy drinks you've made up with tap water, or children's soft drinks, or some artificial fizz concoction. Ugh. They may drown your potted plants, now, I'm perfectly aware that some of your guests may not be used to Saratoga Vichy. My suggestion is 
give it to them anyway. At best, they'll develop a taste and learn to love it. And at worst, you'll find out who your real friends are, which the sooner known, the better. Saratoga Vichy in the green bottle with that yellow label. Groovy. Right now on New York Yankee baseball, let's pause for station identification. Hi, this is Jerry Ducey. Join me for my telephone talk show weeknights here at 810 and you dial WGY Schenectady. Ready to go in the bottom of the eighth inning. The Yankees leading one to nothing. And we've got a pinch hitter for Jim Cott. Frank Quillacy is coming in a bat for Jim Cott. Al Downing has been in there all the way. The windup. Quillacy, a right hand batter. Swings, bounces one foul of third. Cox had it anyway. He back into the ball. Just in foul territory. And for the Yankees, the two long drinks of water, Steve Hamilton and Lindy McDaniel loosening up in the bullpen. Paranowski is still throwing for the Twins. Quillacy hitting 265, has 10 doubles, three triples, no homers, 19 RBI. Boy, he had a red-hot streak there the last time the Yankees were in town. Downing's pitch a little high, one and one. One to nothing, the Yankees lead bottom of the eighth inning. Downing's one-one pitch, check swing and a slow ball, two. Two and one. The 2-1 pitch, line to left field. Calavito comes in and makes the running catch. Nice play by the Rock, and he fires the ball in a trash. I said that Calavito could have been fooled easily by that one and backed up and played it on one hop, but Rocky charged it all the way and made a fine running catch down around the knees. So Calavito been the big man for the Yankees tonight, offensively and now defensively. And here's Tovar. Foul of the catcher in the first, hit with a pitch ball in the third, and bounced out to uh, Bobby Cox in the sixth. Downing's pitch is over, strike one call. And this is the man the Yankees want to keep off base. Curve line to left field, Calavito digging, digging, and pounds the glove, makes the catch right on the line. So Rocky's been the man in the right spot for uh, both hitters. And now it looks like we're going to have a pinch hitter for Rich Reese. Frank Castro. Another right-hand batter. Man in the right spot for both hitters. And now it looks like we're going to have a pinch hitter for Rich Reese. Frank Castro. Another right-hand batter is going to pinch hit for Rich Reese. Reese was 0 for 3 while he was in there. Bounced to second twice and bounced to first. 
Castro batting 231. Has one double and six RBIs. He hasn't played much. He's going to bat only 52 times. So it's two out in the bottom of the eighth. Yankees lead one to nothing. Al Downing gets the sign from Fernandez. Pitch to Castro is a strike on the outside corner. Not to be confused with our own Andy Costco. This is Castro, K-O-S-T-R-O. Downing kicks, delivers. It's over strike two, and Castro is jumping out of the way of that pitch. Nothing in two on Castro. Two out, nobody on. And howdy from Chokio in Jackson, Minnesota. Just inside with a fastball. One ball, two strikes. I met some uh, people walking into the ballpark. A uh, father with his young son who had just driven down from Bismarck, North Dakota. Roger Maris's old hometown. 700 miles away. Swing and a miss. Strike three and a beautiful change of pace by Downing. Three up, three down here in the bottom of the eighth inning. And the score at the end of eight full innings. The Yankees won. The Twins, nothing. Imagine yourself the proud owner of a sporty new Camaro or a luxurious mink jacket or a color TV. Imagining won't do it, but playing might. Playing Atlantic on the go might just make your dreams come true. As you probably know by now, Atlantic is giving away lots of great prizes and cash, including Camaros, mink jackets, color TVs, Polaroid cameras, even cash up to $1,000. Just drive in at any participating Atlantic station and pick up a free on-the-go coupon. No purchase is necessary. Pick up another coupon each time you stop by. Any licensed driver can play, except where prohibited by law. Just match any one of the four sides to another on-the-go coupon and claim your prize. But remember, the more coupons you collect, the more chances you have to take home a new Camaro, $1,000 in cash, or one of the other big prizes. So... Start collecting coupons now and be a winner playing on the go at your participating Atlantic station. Frank Quillity stays in the game. Let's see, is that Quillity? Yes, it is. Frank Quillity. And this is the first time in his major league career that he is playing first base. Ron Paranowski has come on to do the pitching. So Jim Codd went eight innings. He allowed just four base hits, but the big one, the home run by Colavito leading off the top of the eighth. He did not walk anybody, struck out four, and allowed just the one run. So Paranowski comes on. And he has done a fine job with the Twins. He's making his 55th appearance of the year. He's won seven, lost five, and earned run average of 3.04. Paranowski will be pitching to Tresh, Mantle, and White here in the top of the ninth with the Yankees leading one to nothing. Tommy Tresh bounced to short, struck out, and then hit into a fourth play. 
Tommy takes the pitch low, ball one. Mantle is on deck. Baranowski's curve is over, strike called, one one. A one one pitch, long away. Ball two, two one. Here's the two one delivery. Outside, three and one. Nobody out here in the top of the ninth. A three one count on Tommy Tresh. Going in extra innings at Detroit, tied up 2-2. There's a swing and a miss. Full count on Tresh. The payoff pitch to Tommy. Low ball four. He walked him. That's the first walk given up by twin pitches tonight, and the battle will be Mickey Mantle. Mickey 0 for 3, fly to right in the first, bounce to short in the fourth, bounce to third in the seventh. So Mickey, not only looking for home run number 534 lifetime, the time with Jimmy Fox, the third spot in the all-time home run list, but his first hit in this series, and he falls down from an inside fastball. One of the few times we've seen Mickey get out of the way of a pitch in that fashion. Usually just turns the left shoulder. By that time, he had a fall back. One ball on Mickey. Trash at first. Nobody out. Paranowski sets. Pitch is over. Strike called one and one. Tommy leading off first. Baranowski's pitch is over, strike two, one ball, two strikes. Mick taking that time. Here's the stretch by the left-hander. The pitch, a bouncer up the middle, a base hit for Mantle. Crash around second base, he'll make it to third. And the Yankees have runners at first and third with nobody out. So Mickey gets his first hit of this series, and what a time he picked to get it. That's the first hit off Paranowski. Tresh at third, Mantle at first. Nobody out to battle Roy White. Roy is 0 for 3. Struck out in the second inning. Bounced to short in the fifth. And flying to right in the seventh. Yankees lead 1-0, top of the ninth inning. Paranowski was off balance that time. But Mantle did hit a bullet, a one-hopper, right by him. And it cut the base at second in half right on out to center field. Paranowski gets the sign. Bob Miller is loosening up in the Twins' dugout. The curve is high to white ball one. The Twins are playing the cut off the run at the plate. This is the ninth inning, and they trail one and nothing.
Aronofsky set. Pitch is outside. Ball two, two and all. Two balls, no strikes. The stretch, the curve is popped up in back of the plate. Zimmerman might have a play and makes the catch near the stands. Mantle tags going to second, a throw to second, not in time. Heads up, base running by Mickey Mantle, and he caught them all by surprise as he tagged up on a foul ball not too deep behind the plate, but Zimmerman never expected him to go. Mickey slides hard in the second, now calls for time and is walking around and back at second base. And it seems like every time Mantle has had the slide in the last month, he has really jarred himself. Really. He's still limping around out there at the bag. But White fouls to the catcher. The Yankees have runners at second and third now with one out. And the batter, Andy Costco. With Calavito on deck, Costco has bounced to short. Single to left center. Hit to the box. They're going to put him on. They're going to walk him intentionally. Time is called. Wait a minute. Hold the phone. That's, uh, let me see. I guess it doesn't count. He had not, he had not told, no count. No count, says Jim Odom, the plate umpire. Time had not been in. And at second base, John Rice says, what's your problem, the Paranoski? Just no pitch. He wasn't supposed to pitch then. He's going to walk him intentionally anyway. All right, here it is. There's ball one. Look at these pitches are pretty temperamental. There's ball two. And we might see a new pitcher after they put Costco on. And there's ball four. And the bases are loaded. And Calavito the batter. Rocky Calavito who put the Yankees on the scoreboard with a long home run in the eighth inning. Rocky had fouled to the catcher in line hard to center. So now the bases are loaded with one out. We're in the top of the ninth inning. And the Rock has a chance to put the Yankees on the scoreboard a little more. The infield is back in double play depth. They're going to let Paranowski pitch to Calavito. Here's the windup. Pitch to Rocky. High ball one. Costco at first. Mantle at second. Tresh at third. And Mickey has set this situation up for Calavito by tagging up and going to second on a short foul fly in back of home plate. He slid in hard. Looked like he might have been injured, but he hangs in there and stays in the game. The 1-0 pitch, a curve over strike called one-on-one. Yankees one, Twins nothing, top of the ninth. Man, you want to see some of this action, and the Yankees have had it on this road trip. Come out to the stadium this weekend when the Tigers are in town. Or Monday and Tuesday when the Angels are in town. Lots of baseball. There'll be eight games at the stadium in five days. Three doubleheaders. The pitch to Rocky. Checks the swing. It's over. Strike two call. One ball, two strikes. Rocky did not like that call and said so to plate umpire Jim Odom. 
Both those pitches that Calavito took were off-speed pitches by Paranazzi. All three Yankee runners leading away. Paranowski gets the sign, the windup. The pitch outside, and the count is even at two and two. On deck, Frank Fernandez. Two balls, two strikes, only one out, and the bases loaded. All right, Paranowski gets the sign from Zimmerman. Then steps back off the rubber. Alavito gets set back in the batter's box. Here's the windup. The pitcher bouncing ball. Off the glove of the third baseman. The throw to first, not in time. Everybody's safe and a run scores. And that will go as a base hit, I believe. Rocky Calavito bounced one off the glove of Rich Rollins. The shortstop Clark came up with it. But his throw, oh, they're going to give Rollins an error. They're going to give Rollins an error, but an RBI for Calavito. They could very easily have given Calavito a base hit on that one. As Rollins had to go to his left, the ball hit the heel of his glove and bounced right to the shortstop clock. So the Yankees lead 2 to nothing, and Calavito is driven in both runs. Tresh comes on to score. Here's Frank Fernandez. Fernandez over three. Curve is inside ball one. Frank has bounced to third, bounced to second, and struck out. Yankees two, twins nothing. Baranowski's pitch ground ball is short. Clock goes to Peru for one. Back to first, double play. A double play, but the Yankees come up with a run. On one hit, one error, two men left. And the score at the end of eight and a half innings, the Yankees two and the Twins nothing. A tossed salad tastes best spiced with pepper. A stuffed pepper is delicious when spiced with your favorite condiment. But a Ted pepper is the spiciest of all because it's so heavily seasoned with new 1968 Chrysler, Plymouth, and Imperial. People in Rensselaer County will find it's easier than ever to digest a deal from pepperality. Save now, buy now, beat the sales tax, and beat the price increase on the new 69 cars, which will be increased from 7 to 10% higher. You'll still get the five-year, 5,000-mile warranty, too, if you buy your new 68 now from Ted Pepper. No matter where you live, the home of pepperality is close to your home. Just a few minutes from any major city in the Capital District, a short drive off the Northway, exit 5. See Ted Pepper, your Chrysler Plymouth Imperial dealer. He's on Route 9 in Latham, one mile south of the circle. See Ted Pepper for a real spicy deal on a new 68. And in the bottom of the ninth, it'll be Carew, Allison, and Rollins to face Al Downing. Rod Carew, who now leads the American League in batting. Boys, about a fraction of a percentage point ahead of Tony Oliva. Both batting 301, and Carew 
almost 302. He's one for three tonight. And once again, the two big men in the Yankee bullpen, the left-hander Steve Hamilton, the right-hander Lindy McDaniel are up. Yankees lead two to nothing, bottom of the ninth. Twins have had only two hits off Downing and didn't get their first one until Carew single with two out in the sixth. He takes a strike. Well, the Tigers won a mighty big ball game in extra innings. They beat the White Sox 3-2. There's a pitch high, 1-1. One one. Marv Albert will have all the scores for you right after the ball game. The 1-1 one, one pitch, swing and a foul back. One ball, two strikes. What is it Jim Amici calls uh, Marv Albert? Mike side? Marv Mike side, yeah. That's it. All right, nobody out, nobody on here in the bottom of the ninth. Downing into the windup. Pitch to Carew, bounce to first base. Mantle backhands it. Flips the Downing in time to get Carew by half a step. A big out here in the bottom of the ninth inning. And the batter now, Bob Allison. Fly to center, walk, and fly to left. So now Oliver is leading the American League in batting. Oliva is just barely ahead of Carew in the race for the batting championship. Three-tenths of a percentage point ahead of Carew is Mr. Oliva. Allison takes a pitch low, ball one. Downing wine. Fastball inside, ball two, two and nothing. On deck, Rich Rollins. One out, nobody on in the bottom of the ninth. Yankees two, twins nothing. Downing winds, the pitch is high and outside, ball three. Three and oh. The only man that Downing has walked in this ball game was Bob Allison, who was at bat now, and that was in the fourth inning. The 3 0 pitch, strike on the outside corner. Allison had started towards first base. You heard the crowd roar their disapproval of that call by Jim Odom. Here's the 3-1 pitch. Strike two call. Full count on Allison. The payoff pitch. Deep to left field. Goodbye. Way back there. Home run for Bob Allison. going out to the mound to talk with Downing and this might be all for Al as Allison hits his 15th home run his 39th run batted in and they measure that one at 390 feet and he tagged a 3-2 pitch and Hauk has signaled for the right hander so Lindy McDaniel 
who has really been a big man for the Yankees in the bullpen, is coming on. Al Downing works eight and one-third innings. He allowed just three earned runs, rather three base hits, walked one, struck out two, and allowed one run. So Lindy McDaniel will be coming on, and we'll see what the Twins do. Rich Rollins is scheduled to be the batter, with Ted Ulander up next. As we told you, Tony Oliver is not in the starting lineup, was not in because of stomach cramps, doctor told him to stay home and I'm sure Ralph Houck hopes that he is home and not in uniform sitting around the bench so we'll have to wait and see as McDaniel gets a ride in on a in a beautiful Ford convertible chauffeur pulling him right up in front of the Yankee dugout opens the door and steps out Top is down on the convertible, and McDaniel comes in, and Downing is walking out, and he gets a nice hand. Al Downing pitching his best ball game of the year. He hasn't pitched too many, but this is by far his best game of the year. And so McDaniel will be coming on. McDaniel with an earned run average of 1.90, the lowest of any Yankee pitcher. He has won two, lost none, and has been credited with six saves. And this will be only his 14th game of the year. Now that's quite fantastic when you think of it. This is the 14th game of the year, and he has been credited with six saves and two wins. And on this trip alone, he has won his two and saved two others. So Ralph Hawk banking on Lindy to continue the great job he's been doing. He's worked a total of 28 and a third innings, allowed 20 hits, walked six, struck out 22, and allowed six runs. That's right. Sandy Albert reminds me that that's the first Minnesota home run since Tony Oliva homered in Yankee Stadium. And it was the longest streak they have gone since they have been the Minnesota Twins without hitting a home run. So let's see. Rich Rollins is stepping in. And that's the first earned run that the Twins have scored in this series. Remember, they beat the Yankees 1-0, but that was on an error, the run score. And remember, the Twins lead the American League in hitting as a team. One out. 2-1, to the Yankees lead, bottom of the ninth. The pitch is low, ball one. A Rich Rollins, who is 0-3. Rollins bounced to short, fly to right, pop to second. Ulander on deck. One out. Nobody on. Bob Allison is just home. Pitch by McDaniel. Low ball two. Two and nothing. Rocky Calavito is driven in both Yankee runs. One with a home run in the eighth inning. And one on a hard ground ball in the ninth inning. The 2-0 pitch. Strike on the outside corner. 
Two balls, one strike. McDaniel leans over to get the sign from Fernandez. Now the windup. Kicks. Delivers a foul down the right field line. And nobody can reach it. Mantle gives it a great battle but just can't reach it. And I want to tell you, that Mantle went down that right field line. He was really digging and came awfully close to that ball. And I would say Mickey ran, oh, about 175 feet. Gave it a good battle, I'll tell you. That's one thing about Mantle. He's in a lot of pain, a lot of misery, but he puts out all the time. Two balls, two strikes now on Rich Rollins. One out, nobody on. Two to one, the Yankees lead. Bottom of the ninth. Cox guarding the line at third. McDaniel into the windup. The pitch just a little bit low at the fourth ball. It's a full count, three and two. Rich Rollins, very nervous type battle, walking around the dugout, tugging at his golf club. Tugs his pants up, his belt. Full count on Rollins. McDaniel ready for the payoff pitch. A bouncer to third foul. Tony Cox is guarding that line so they won't get anything between Bobby and the foul line for extra bases. They might hit one to his left for a base hit. But in the late innings, that's what you got to protect against, those extra base hits. Still three and two on Rollins, and you can hear the Twins fans stamping and stomping. Again, the three-two delivery. A bouncer to the shortstop, Trek has it. Fires the mantle, two out. So the Twins are down to their last out, and it's Ted Ulander who reached on an error, flying to left, and bounced to second. Yankees two, Twins one, bottom of the ninth inning. These fans not leaving the ballpark. All right, Lindy McDaniel. He winds, pitch to Ulander is low ball one. All the excitement. First packed into the first six innings when Downing had a potential no-hitter. Now in the last two innings, Calavito home it in the eighth, drove in a run in the ninth. Allison is home it here in the bottom of the ninth there. Two out, nobody on. The pitch, swing and a miss. One-on-one, and right now on Yankee baseball, we pause for station identification. This is WGY, a General Electric Broadcasting Company station in Schenectady. All right, here's the 1-1 pitch. Strike two called a good fastball knee high. One ball, two strikes on Ulander. Ron Clark is on deck, but the Yankees are worrying about Ulander right now. McDaniel winds, he kicks, the pitch, a swing and a miss! Fernandez trapped it, picks it up and tags Ulander, and the ball game is over, and McDaniel gets credited with another save for the Twins to run on one hit, no errors, nobody left. The ball game is over, and the Yankees win it 2-1. to one. 
The totals in the ballgame for the Yankees, two runs, five hits, one error. For Minnesota, one run, three hits, and one error. Al Downing, the winner, is record two wins, one defeat. Jim Cott, the loser, he's won nine and lost ten. Al Downing had a no-hitter going for five and two-third innings when Carew beat out an infield single. The only other hit before Allison's homer was a single of left field by Ron Clark in the seventh. And with one out, Allison homered deep into the left field seat. For the Yankees, Calavito was the hitting star of the night. In the eighth inning, Rocky leading off, lined one into the left center field seat. And in the ninth inning, with the bases loaded, and one out, Calavito hit a ground ball off the glove of Rich Rollins at third that drove in Tommy Trash. So Calavito and uh, Al Downing, along with McDaniel, combined to beat the Minnesota Twins 2-1. to one. So, once again, the final score was the Yankees 2, the Twins 1. And now this is Phil Rizzuto speaking for our engineer, Sandy Albert, our statistician, Bill Kane, Frank Messer and Jerry Coleman saying so long from Metropolitan Stadium in Bloomington, Minnesota. This copyrighted recording is licensed by Major League Baseball. Any reproduction or other commercial use of this recording, in whole or in part, is prohibited. baseball game for tonight, the Yankees 2 and the Twins 1. Coming up in about uh, three and a half minutes, we'll have the late news from NBC, and we'll follow that with the latest local and regional news and all the sports scores and the baseball stories with Terry Lester, and then we'll pick up our phone calls on our nightline show until midnight. Here at 810 in your dial, that's the Bright Sound, WGY is connected in New York, and in the meantime, just before news, time a bit of music here with Errol Garner. That's video music there with Errol Garner at the piano. Stay tuned now for NBC News, the local and regional news, and then some phone calls on our Nightline show until midnight. NBC Radio News on the Hour, brought to you by Salem Filter Cigarettes, for a taste that's country soft, country fresh, wherever you light up. Now here is Lou Wood. Soviet troops appear to be in firm control of almost all of Czechoslovakia tonight, 24 hours after the lightning takeover by troops from Russia and its Warsaw Pact allies. There have been reports of some sporadic fighting and shooting in Prague and other cities, but it appears the invaders are showing some restraint, but at least 23 persons have been reportedly killed and 65 injured in the takeover. Russian troops seized Czech Communist Party leader Alexander Dubček and other reformist leaders and took them away in an armored vehicle to an unknown destination. In a radio speech tonight in Prague, Czech President Ludwig Svoboda denounced the occupation as illegal. President Johnson, in Washington today, said the invasion was contrived and urged the Soviets to withdraw their forces while it was not too late for reason to prevail. A chorus of protests rose throughout the world denouncing the military takeover. 
The Czechoslovakian crisis prompted an urgent session of the United Nations Security Council late today. A report from NBC News United Nations correspondent Pauline Frederick. The Security Council now has before it the invasion of Czechoslovakia, despite efforts of Soviet delegate Malik to keep it off the agenda. The Russians' only support came from an ally in the aggression, Hungary. The large question now is, what is to be done to end Czechoslovakia's occupation? American Ambassador Ball declared the Council should demand that the USSR withdraw from the country and cease its interference in Czech affairs. Tomorrow, delegates will continue to try to gain wide support for a resolution to this effect, which the Soviet Union will probably veto. Then the General Assembly could be called. The moving presentation of the evening was made by the young acting Czech delegate, Jan Mujic, who read appeals from some of the members of his government who are still trying to cling to power in a Soviet-occupied Prague. This is Pauline Frederick, NBC News at the United Nations. More news after this from Salem. You can take Salem out of the country, You can't take the country out of Salem. You can take Salem out of the country, up a Salem, you get a menthol taste that's country soft, country fresh. Take a puff. It is springtime. You can take Salem out of the country soft. You can't take the country out of Salem. You can take Salem out of the country soft. Once again, here is Lou Wood. Former President Dwight Eisenhower has suffered new spasms of his scarred heart. Army doctors said in their latest medical bulletin issued a half hour ago, there has been an increase in what they called heart irritability on the part of the 77-year-old retired general. Senator Edward M. Kennedy broke a 10-week silence since the death of his brother Robert and today called for an unconditional halt to the bombing of North Vietnam. In a speech at Worcester, Massachusetts, Kennedy proposed a four-point program for ending the war in Vietnam. Vice President Humphrey picked up the backing of Henry Ford II, while his opponent, Senator Eugene McCarthy, was endorsed by Iowa's Governor Harold Hughes today. Republican presidential nominee Richard Nixon held conferences with three top New York State Republican leaders, Governor Rockefeller, Mayor John Lindsay, and Senator Jacob Javits. Later announced their support of the Nixon Agnew ticket, as did Massachusetts Senator Edward Brooke. Third-party candidate George Wallace spoke in Oklahoma City tonight and blamed the Czechoslovakian invasion on what he termed a sellout by both Democrats and Republicans in World War II. The Democratic National Convention begins in Chicago just five days from now. NBC News will provide live gavel-to-gavel coverage at the convention beginning Monday evening, August 26th. Television in color for the first time. More in a moment. Nothing beats Ajax Blue Cleanser for getting stains out of kitchen sinks. And Ajax Blue does more. It keeps on going to whiten and whiten. Gives you what you really want. A real white sink. For a white sink, think blue. Ajax Blue Cleanser. Enemy gunners fired at least 20 long-range rockets into the heart of Saigon early Thursday. Incomplete reports on the shelling said at least 14 persons were killed and 65 wounded. 
Five convicts were shot to death when authorities blasted through the walls of Ohio's state penitentiary at Columbus today and released nine guards held hostage. Once again, the hour's top story, Soviet troops appear to be in firm control of almost all of Czechoslovakia tonight. The United Nations Security Council is debating the issue at this hour. Lou Wood, NBC News, New York. Listen again on the hour over most of the same stations when Ajax Cleanser brings you NBC Radio News. It's 69 degrees, partly cloudy at 12 after 11. WGY News up to the minute. Terry Lester reporting. The investigation continues into a shooting this morning at 1905 Hamburg Street in Rotterdam. Victim, 57-year-old Clyde Wilsey, remaining in critical condition tonight at Ellis Hospital. He has a bullet wound in the back of the head. Schenectady County District Attorney Howard Levine said tonight it is still unclear how the shooting occurred. A handgun was picked up at the scene of the shooting. It was turned over to the state police for lab tests. No arrests have been made so far. 18-year-old Marine PFC Kevin McArdle of Albany is the latest area of Vietnam fatality. He was killed August 18th in Quang Nam Province. He was the son of Mr. and Mrs. Henry P. McArdle of Myrtle Avenue. State and local police continue to probe the discovery of four sticks of dynamite in the garage of a Schenectady man who has been mentioned in connection with a Schenectady grand jury probe of gambling. 47-year-old Sam DeCesar found the dynamite wrapped in a newspaper inside a box in the garage of his home at 119 Clayton Road. DeCesar told WGY he believes the dynamite represents what he called a threat of my collaboration with the Albany Times Union on the gambling in Schenectady. DeCesar has been called before the grand jury four times but has refused to testify because of the presence of District Attorney Howard Levine. Levine has offered to leave the grand jury room, but DeCesar said Levine wanted him to sign a waiver of immunity which he refused to do. The Caesar said he and his wife and two daughters...